Boston University School of Law, recognized for excellence in legal education since 1872. It's the faculty. It's the students. It's the curriculum. It's the inspiration. Preparing students for the real-world practice of law today. Welcome to BU Law with host David Yaggs. Thank you, Gary Tangway, and welcome once again to the Boston University School of Law podcast. I'm your host, David Yaz. I am former publisher of Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly. My current day job is over at Bernstein Global Wealth Management. But most importantly, I am a proud alum of the law school of BU. And as usual, we have a terrific topic for you today on the podcast. We will spotlight the law school's semester in practice program. We're going to chat with the director of the Government Lawyering Program and one of his students who has participated in the program, and we'll take a look at the benefits of it and some personal experiences as well. I am eager to hear about this because, as far as I know, this didn't exist when I was a student, and I would have liked to have taken advantage of it, but wait till you hear about this program. It is, it is pretty amazing. Joining me here in studio is Professor Sean Keeley, who runs the Government Lawyering Semester and Practice Program in Washington, D.C. Now, this program allows students to work full-time for a semester in a government office in D.C., our nation's capital, such as a congressional committee or a subcommittee, the legal office of an agency, or perhaps a federal board or commission. And Sean's research interests include legislation, how the political system addresses various policy issues, federal and state constitutional law, criminal law, and procedure. We have a lot to cover here today, Sean, <laughs> but, but welcome to the podcast. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much for having me, David. Uh, we're delighted to have you here. Now, joining us on the phone lines is Michael Greenwald, and Attorney Greenwald graduated from the BU School of Law in 2010. My goodness, these kids today just, and it's amazing what they're doing because Michael spent a semester in D.C. as part of this program working for the U.S. Treasury in their Financial Crimes and Terrorist Division. And at the end of the semester, the Treasury hired him full time. So a, a real success story here. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you? David, great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, very good. And, and Michael is has told us he's going to, to tell us a, a little bit about what he does now, but he's he's under, um, let's see, certain probably federal uh, gag rules not to disclose too much of what he does, which all of which is a, is a way of saying he has a very important job now for the, for the U.S. Treasury, which is great. But let's start with you, Sean. So, so how did you get in, involved in the Semester in Practice program? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, we created it just a few years ago, back in 2009. So uh, we've been expanding the clinical programs at BU uh, dramatically over the last couple of years. And uh, uh, we've always had uh, externships in Boston, in in the surrounding area. But what we uh, realized was that students wanted uh, an experience that they might not be able to get in Boston. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, we sat down, we came up with a a good program, I think, allowing students to spend a semester either in Washington, D.C. or in Geneva or down in Atlanta, Georgia, or wherever they can come up with a great opportunity and spend a semester working full-time uh, as a lawyer and, and getting that valuable experience. How many students per semester? We uh, Since it's a new program, we haven't had a, a flood of students yet, but mm-hmm. uh, we've had... I would say about 50 go through the program at this point uh, mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Typically, we'll have three or four in Washington, D.C. any given semester. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, back when I was in law school, we had the criminal clinic, which was a wonderful program, and the civil clinic, which I did. But, 
you know, I got to spend time in Boston housing court and not in uh, exotic places like D.C. or Geneva. Uh, so you can see how far the school has come. Now, now, Michael, tell us about your experience. How did you hear about the program? Tell us how you got involved. Sure, David. Well, I was, you know, looking for an opportunity to, you know, step outside the tower and get to D.C. for a semester and really uh, work off my experiences at BU Law. And I, you know, I heard about the uh, the first uh, semester of how the, the program did in D.C. From, through one of the students and read about it on BU Law's website. And I was just taken with the opportunity. And I was uh, immediately applied and immediately tried to find uh, a great place for me to work in D.C. to uh, to work that together. And you know, at the time, it was one of the, I think, few or only law schools in the country to offer this opportunity to their students. And it truly was invaluable. Well, uh, Sean, you mentioned that in addition to, to D.C. and Michael's experience down there, there are programs in Geneva and I believe you said Georgia. Tell us about each component of the program. Sure. The uh, uh, the part in Geneva uh, deals with human rights. Uh, you're uh, working with the U.N.'s Commission on Human Rights, and uh, it, it really appeals to a certain segment of our of our students who are looking to do international law and, and to work overseas, perhaps, uh, with uh, uh, the option in Atlanta, uh, that's working with uh, a very well-known attorney named Stephen Bright, who uh, who specializes in death penalty litigation. Uh, and uh, yeah, perhaps you had Professor Macklin uh, as a professor while you were there. But he... I was not likely left to have him, but I felt his presence, <laughs> sure. as all of us students <laughs> as did. As we he's, all do. He's quite a, quite a guy. But he oversees that program as well. Okay. And then the independent uh program. That's actually become our most popular version of this semester in practice. Uh, students looking for opportunities elsewhere in the country um, or even overseas uh, and uh, uh, coming up with their own program, something specialized that, that they hope to practice when they uh, graduate. Uh, it's been very popular for students from the West Coast and from uh, Texas who want to go back home to practice. They want to make those connections. They want to network. They want to get some experience in that area. Uh, and this gives them the opportunity to do so. And, and so it's upon the, the student to propose something? Yeah, about, and yeah. They, can, they can find an office that would take them on full-time mm -hmm. uh, that's primarily legal in nature. They propose it to our committee, and, and uh, you know, most of the time it's just an exciting opportunity, so we're more than happy to have them do and, that. And there's no money changing hands here? To do, we don't get paid for that? They're unpaid? Uh, that's right. No, the, uh, the students so. are, uh, are working for credit, uh, so right. they, they get 10 uh, ungraded credits for uh, for 40 hours a week for the entire semester. Uh, their only academic requirements are a, a, a term paper, which is about 25, 30 pages, uh, and then they write a journal every other week. Now, tell us about what kind of training they get and tell us, is, is there anyone directly supervising them from the school or is it just they're simply placed in these agencies they work? Yeah, that's an important part for yeah. us, uh, you know, making sure that this is truly going to be a, a, a an important part of their legal education education is to have an attorney on site, someone who they can ask questions to, somebody to guide them through uh, through the work and, and to really help their work become better and, and to, to make them a better lawyer. And so uh, in D.C., we have no lack of attorneys to supervise and to mentor. Uh, sometimes around the country, it's uh, it's harder to find a good situation, but uh, but we found some amazing opportunities for the students. So, Michael, tell us more about your experience when, when you showed up in D.C. Tell us sort of what you expected and then whether the program fulfilled those expectations. Sure. Well, I worked closely with Professor Keeley. He was very helpful. 
and getting me situated in D.C. and making sure everything was all set. And when I uh, when I arrived in D.C., it was right before the snowpocalypse blizzard, uh, mm. which actually came down <laughs> in D.C. And um, which is no no news from us in Boston. But I started working with the Assistant General Counsel for uh, Intelligence and Enforcement in the Treasury, and he was my mentor. Um, and I was able to shadow him and other senior officials on a daily basis, dealing with very um, you know, high national security and counterterrorism matters uh, with, the tre- with the Treasury and the Office of Terrorism and Financial Intelligence was marshalling. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was an extraordinary experience to be able to shadow these uh, attorneys. It was a very small group of six working on very complex issues. And I was able to get, you know, be able to roll my sleeves up and get right in and, and be able to do some great work. And it was one of those invaluable opportunities that I looked forward to every single day I went to work. Were you intimidated at all? I mean, here you are a law student with, you haven't even passed the bar yet, and you're, you're working at this very high level in Washington. Well, I had, I had interned uh, quite, uh, quite a bit in D.C. I went to college in D.C. at GW, so I was very familiar with the culture and the people and you're with her, you're around very impressive people. It's a very smart group of people, but um, it was a very warm place, and I have been following these issues for for many years. So I was ready to get in there and get to work. Um, you know, there are some very high pressure moments, but uh, being an athlete and a, and a college squash player, I was ready to go to work. It sounds like a real life Jack Bauer here from from 24. Is that um, it, 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 your athletics? You know, in case you had to run away from a delicate situation. There, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, Sean, tell us about some other stories. I mean, Michael, it sounds like he was uh, you know thrown into a very exciting situation in in D.C. But tell us a couple other stories about what students have experienced. Sure. Well, we've had students at a an incredible range of places down in D.C. Uh, in this last year, we've had uh, students at the Department of Homeland Security. We've had them working with uh, Health and Human Services. We've had them at the uh, Drug Enforcement Agency. Uh, and so, you know, each internship is a little different in what they're expected to do. Um, it's all legal work, but of course that can take many different forms. Uh, and some of the experience is just amazing. The uh, the students that we've sent to the DEA, for instance, uh, we've sent two now. Each one of them has uh, gone to Quantico uh, to the training facility for the DEA, and they've helped the staff attorneys train DEA agents for testifying at trial. So these students are actually cross-examining uh, 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 DEA agents uh, preparing them for trial. Mm -hmm. And this last semester, we had a student working for the uh, White House uh, on the Domestic Policy Council. Uh, She was working on Native American issues. And uh, one of her jobs was to put together a reception at the White House. Uh, There was a a settlement of a longstanding lawsuit between the Native American tribes and and the U.S. government. And so this, uh, this reception was for the Secretary of the Interior, the Secretary of State, and something like the chiefs of 44 Native American tribes. And and so uh, the sort of experience that she gets to see, you know, wow. in addition to the legal work that she was doing, you know, behind the settlement. Mm-hmm. That's not too many chiefs, is it? I hope not. <laughs> not no, too many never, chiefs. <laughs> in that case, never, never too many chiefs. So, Michael, uh, tell us, I know, I know you, you, you're a little reticent to reveal details. We don't want you to break any national uh, securities here on the podcast. But tell us about uh, when you, what kind of hands-on training you got. What was the type of legal work you're actually doing? Sure. I mean, a lot of the work was uh, working to enforce the executive order uh, 13224, which was signed after 9-11, which is 
used to go after uh, terrorist financiers in rogue states and regimes that are uh, money laundering and um, and and that are breaking terror finance laws. So I worked on a range of issues dealing with uh, Iran sanctions, dealing with corruption in Afghanistan. I was able to work um, on a great case um, with then Solicitor General uh, Kagan and one of our Assistant Secretaries for Economics, uh, Alan Kruger, uh, and work with them on a case that actually went before the Supreme Court. So I got to work on a range of issues, and I was able to uh, do a lot of legal research, work on a lot of memos, and really uh, work on the fine points of many briefings. And so I, it was a great way to sort of get myself uh, involved in many issues of Treasury. What uh, d- does Treasury Department have its own building in D.C.? You'll forgive me, I don't know this. They do. They are they are located right next to the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, uh, I I get to I get to walk in there every single day, and it's one of those experiences that never gets old. Uh, so we're right on the White House grounds, and Secret Service are right there. And so it's one of those uh, rare experiences that when you come into work and walk out of work, you're walking by the White House, which is quite a thrill. Were you in that building the day that we got Osama bin Laden? I was. Okay. And um, um, I, I, the, the months since then and all that has happened has been, um, it's been very exciting, and we've done some great work, and that's a testament to... Uh, you know, all the great people in our national security apparatus. And being at the Office of Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, uh, we play a role as a member of that national security apparatus. So uh, being here in these times um, has been very rewarding. That's, I mean, that must be just to be able to say you were part of that team at that point in history. That must be a pretty exciting thing, huh? It's very exciting, and uh, it's one of those areas that I'm very passionate about, and I've been for many years, and uh, you know, the 9-11 Commission report came out, and they had a whole report dedicated to following the money and the ways that we needed to reform our legal system and pass new laws to go after that. Um, to be part of that now, uh, after law school and after this program, it's truly an honor to go to work every day, and I love it. Well, Sean, I was about to ask you how this program differs from others around that that are comparable and I think we maybe already have the answer. I mean, that the, the, the what Michael just told us about his experience there is is must be hard to replicate elsewhere. But tell us a little about that. That whether the program is unique. Yeah, it, it, it's terrific to actually be on the ground, uh, out in the field, and and working in a place like D.C. or, or in Geneva or in Atlanta, and uh, it really is a different experience from the ones that you can get up in Boston. Uh, I think the biggest difference is that the externships we offer in Boston are part-time. You're taking other classes while you're while you're working perhaps 15, 20 hours a week, uh, and we have many externships like that. Uh, the f- nature of a full-time internship, though, is, is very different. Uh, the type of the work, uh, the, the level of trust you build up with your uh, the staff attorneys that you're working with, uh, the type of work that you can take on and, and complete in a semester. And so that's really what sets this program apart at BU, but it also sets us apart from other law schools operating in Washington. We're one of the very few that has our students out there working full time. And therefore, uh, what we found is that our students go right to the top of the list when they're applying for an internship. Uh, They're competing against students from around the country, but most of them can only work 15 hours a week and ours can work 40 and it makes all the difference in the world. Well, uh, Michael, let me ask you one more question before we take a break. Um, Tell us how you spend your days now to the extent you can. What, What is life like 
working for the U.S. Treasury? How do you spend most of your time? Sure. Well, I mean, it's, it's great. It's very fast-paced, and the work I did, you know, working uh, within the uh, semester and practice program really prepared me for each day because um, I got to get to know a lot of the key players and senior officials, and so I'm very much very comfortable with uh, the settings here and the work. Um, but it's very fast-paced, very fluid, um, which I love. You know, no day is like uh, any other, and I have really um, learned some great skills and working around very bright people. And, you know, I think uh, BU Law has prepared me quite well. I think from being in a classroom where you are, are prepared to be, you know, on your feet and ready every single day, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to brief a case, uh, same goes the Treasury. Uh, you need to be on your game um, 24-7 for anything that could happen to brief the highest levels of people that ultimately brief the president. So um, I have a great honor to work on some uh, very uh, vital national security issues within the Office of Terrorism and Financial Intelligence. And um, it's really, it's, it's one of those things where I look forward to Monday every week. Fantastic. We are going to take a quick break now, and then when we return, we'll visit for a few more minutes with Professor Sean Keeley and Michael Greenwald. So please stay with us. Located in Boston and steeped in 139 years of a rich tradition, BU Law is ranked number one in the nation for best professors and number eight for best classroom experience, according to the Princeton Review. BU Law, admitting students regardless of race, religion, or gender since 1872, and training them to become leaders in the law. Visit the website and see for yourself at www.bu.edu forward slash law. And welcome back to the BU School of Law podcast. I'm your host, David Yaz, and we're in the in the midst of a fantastic conversation with my guest, Professor Sean Keeley, who's with me here in studio. He runs the Government Lawyering Semester and Practice Program at the law school. And on the phone lines from D.C., Michael Greenwald, who's an alum of the school and a veteran of this program that we're talking about now working in the Treasury Department. So in the U.S. Treasury, I should say. So, Sean, tell us... Um, the nuts and bolts of this. If, if there's a BU student who wants to get involved, how do they begin? Well, the best way to do it is to look up the uh, information that's on the website. Uh, actually, if you Google SIP BU Law, so semester and practice SIP, uh, that should be the first thing that comes up would be the uh, the information on the program and the application. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can go to bu.edu slash law and uh, follow the links to the clinics page. Mm-hmm. Very good. And what have you, tell us about in, in doing this and working with the students, what's been most meaningful to you? What have you personally uh, taken away from it? Well, it's great to see the students develop. I, you know, there's only so much you can do in the classroom, and, and really the hands-on experience is what makes the law come alive and and really makes everything from law school click. And so watching that development is, is very gratifying. It's also terrific on a personal level because I've got people at all all around Washington sending in reports and, and letting me know what's going on in Congress and in these agencies and, and how things are working in Washington. And I can bring that back into the classroom as well. So it's, it's terrific for me as well. Uh, Michael, tell us about the, the people you met during the course of the semester and practice program. And whether separate and apart from the the legal education and training that you received, 
tell us about that dynamic of just meeting a bunch of, of people in government. Sure. Well, I mean, I couldn't agree more with uh, Professor Keeley. I mean, I think being able to combine, um, you know, the great things that we learned in law school uh, with the program really allows you to have the best of both worlds. So when I was at Treasury uh, during the program, I got to meet, you know, um, very high-level officials uh, as well as a lot of staff attorneys. And I really got to ask them a lot of questions about, you know, how they began, what's been their experience. Um, and I learned so many things that helped me later on through the process, as well as able to network uh, quite a bit. And I think, like like we said, you know, being on the ground here is invaluable. Being able to be here every single day, people see your face, they strike up conversations, they get to know you, they get acclimated with you. Um, and within that time, I was able to um, get offered a, a position and um, before graduation. And during those economic times, it was uh, extraordinarily um, rewarding. So sure. being able to make those connections and build those relationships um, was key. In the, the town where you wanted to practice, and for you, quite literally, in the, the building where you wanted to practice, and for, for my part, I think this is such a step forward for the law school because the law school has a great reputation nationally, but as far as you know where the networks lie, I think it's BU's networks are strongest in uh, New York and New Jersey and in Boston as well. But um, perhaps not as strong as some of the other cities. So this this allows students to you know get out there and network in the place where they want to practice while they're in school. Is yeah, it, do I have seeing, that right, Sean? Absolutely. And we're yeah. seeing more and more of our graduates heading to Washington, and and uh, so I, I try very hard to to connect some of them to our our current students and to try and build that network. Uh, it's uh, hopefully yeah, that's I, going to be a, a big part of our school going forward. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, and I've spoken to many BU law students, you know, that Professor Keeley or others have, have connected me with to talk about my experience and talk about the lessons that I've learned. And, I mean, that's what the whole alumni, uh, you know, connections are all about. And, you know, we look forward to be BU law ambassadors for the school to be able to talk about our lessons and make those connections because we went through it just like these students. And I think building those networks and really making Washington, D.C., uh, that place for uh, BU law students to go. Yeah, the B, I always said BU law students will eventually run the country, and now it's actually coming to <laughs> fruition. I think this is fantastic. There's going to be a change, a bit of a change to the the program upcoming. Tell us about that, Sean. Sure. We've uh, as we've been growing the program, and we're getting more and more interest from the students. Uh, what we decided, what we were really lacking, and and Michael might be able to back me up on this, is that uh, sometimes our students felt very isolated down there. I mean, there'd be col- uh, classmates of theirs in the city, but given the nature of working 40 hours a week, you couldn't get together with them very often. There, was, there wasn't there was as much of a social aspect to it. And also, uh, uh, sometimes you need to put uh, what you're learning into context. And so uh, uh, what we're doing now is we're going to add a classroom component to it, uh, maybe four classroom uh, meetings a semester. And we're doing this with uh, Boston College, which uh, doing anything between BU and BC other than you know, arguing Fighting. over sports. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's a, it's an extraordinary step forward. Sure. But, uh, my, uh, one of my counterparts over at BC and I are going to co-teach this uh, course and we're going to be able to get the BC and BU students in DC together a couple times a semester. Hopefully they'll get to network with them and, and hear what other experiences are like in DC as well. Fantastic. Michael, yeah, I, think that's a, I, I think that's a wonderful idea. I mean, I, I agree. I think when you're down here for these months, you're very much involved in your work on a daily basis, and you do feel a little isolated and 
Um, so I think being able to have that, you know, interaction um, is a wonderful addition to the program and will only make it stronger. Michael, I'll ask you one more question before we wrap up. Is Was there a memorable moment that you like to describe as the moment where you got down there and part of the, the program and you said, this is, this is really terrific. This is why I went to law school. This is why I wanted to become a lawyer. You know, I think it was um, being in one of the meetings in the secretary's office um, and seeing everyone discuss the issues and really go back and forth. And it really reminded me of the of the classroom experience. And given that, you know, most people at Treasury are lawyers, seeing how they were uh, discussing the issues, it really showed me the full experience and it came full circle. So I think being in, the, being in there and being in the room, something that I always wanted to do, um, that solidified it for me. And I was just, you know, extraordinarily proud. Well, terrific. Well, we know how to learn more about the program if you Google SIPBU Law or visit the law school's website. You can find out more about the program. But, uh, Sean, if people want to get directly in touch with you, can they follow up with you? Sure, absolutely. Okay. My email is skely, S-K-E-A-L-Y, at B-U dot E-D-U. Uh, how about you, Michael? Is there a, a way people can get in touch with you if they want yeah, to talk to you? Yeah, of course. My email is michael.greenwald00 at gmail.com, and uh, I'd be happy to speak with any prospective law students uh, or uh, current students looking uh, about the program. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, Michael, uh, best of luck in the future. Uh, please take care of our country. It sounds like you're, you're doing your best to do that. I, I appreciate you spending some time with us. Definitely. Well, thanks. Great being with you. Sean, and uh, thanks thanks to you as well. And thanks, thanks so much, and, and best of luck with the program as it continues to evolve. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you can find all the editions of the BU Law Podcast on the Legal Talk Network, the BU Law website, as well as in iTunes. My thanks to all the tremendous people, Kate and Mike here, and Luann, of course, at the Legal Talk Network. They do such wonderful work here. I'm David Yaz, your host. Thank you for listening, and have a great day, everyone. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the BU Law Podcast. Check out what else is happening on campus at bu.edu forward slash law.